This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Thank you. Nothing have I done. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Feel, yes. How? Both of you? Yoda? Really? We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week was Chris, Chris's pick. He chose uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 1, Episode 9 path of the jedi but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong suggest a show we will watch it and then talk about it hopefully we'll enjoy it because it would be wrong of you to suggest a show that we don't like purposely that would just be mean why would you even give them that idea i know it's I'm sorry. Our listeners are good people, and they would not have thought of that without you. But now maybe they'll do it. Now let's just see how how far we will take it. You're corrupting them. Oh, Chris. Yo. Star Wars Rebels. Uh huh. So, I had never seen this show at all. Um, why this episode? Uh, I mean, Frank Oz as Yoda. Okay, I did not see like I have not watched other episodes. I didn't know if he made appearances throughout the show. Well, all right. So here's the deal. The this season, this show say. is a this show is a sequel series to Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And in Clone Wars, Yoda was a regular character, but he was not voiced by Frank Oz. He it was voiced by somebody who did an excellent job. But um, okay. all of the you know the celebrity characters, all of the you know the the people who were on Clone Wars were, you know, impersonators. Okay. At first, eventually, you know, some really interesting ones showed up, like Liam Neeson reprised his role as Qui Gon Jinn. Nice. Towards the end of the series, when it was, it came out that it was uh, Qui Gon who learned to do the whole Force Ghost thing. Okay. Uh, so that was really cool, but for the most part, it was different actors. So this show rolls along, and in season one. I was not expecting to, you know, any sort of Yoda appearance, but then Yoda shows up and I'm like, that's not the guy from Clone Wars. That's, that's Frank freaking Oz. And then I looked in the credits and it was, it was Frank Oz. and I couldn't believe it. And, uh, th- that happens a bunch of times during this show. There's an episode with Lando Calrissian by Billy D. Williams. Nice. Um, I'm in the the last season of the show now, and uh, the Emperor showed up, and it wasn't the guy who did the Emperor on Clone Wars. It was Ian McDermott doing the Emperor. <laughs> um, so that stuff's been really cool. And, you know, this was kind of a... I mean, it was a re- relatively important episode, uh, just, you know, with the whole 
you know storyline of the show and finding the Jedi Temple and whatnot. Um, uh, you did get a little bit of uh, Jason Isaacs Inquisitor, which was a really cool character. Um, and Jason Isaacs, you know, he doesn't really do bad. He doesn't really do a bad job at anything, but uh, he did a really great job uh, as that character in in this show. And um, so it, it was it was nice to get just to get a little taste of him. Um, his character of the Inquisitor was so. Uh, the Inquisitors are basically uh, like Darth Vader's apprentices. Okay, uh, so there's multiple Inquisitors, Inquisitors. There, there are, um, which you don't know at first. Okay. But oh boy, uh, so, sorry, uh, I got distracted by something. Um, <laughs> So yes, there are multiple inquisitors, which you don't really know that at first. Uh, it's basically just um, this Jason Isaacs character, but that he gets killed off, and then two more show up, and you realize that Darth Vader, instead of doing the usual Sith thing where it's like, "Oh, there's only two, no more, no less," mm-hmm. he's got his own little army of like micro Sith. <laughs> so they're like they're not actually Sith lords. And what's what's neat about <laughs> this? Yeah, they're little they're Sithlets. What's neat about this whole thing is that they don't. Nobody knows who Darth Vader is. Like, I guess it's kind of taken for granted. Um, with, I mean, there's so much. Wait, there's so much second. wrong with the way the. So, this is post Clone Wars, but isn't Clone Wars in between three and f- no? Well, yeah, three and four. Clone Wars is between two and three. Oh, okay. And then three is Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin becomes Vader. And then this show is about the formation of the Rebel Alliance. Okay. So this is how the Rebels became, you know, the Rebel Alliance. Okay. uh, Which is pretty neat to, pretty neat to see all that come together. Um, But nobody knows who Darth Vader is, which is kind of cool because you kind of take for granted that... Well, everyone just knows Anakin became Darth Vader, but they really don't. We do as an audience, but the universe in general doesn't. So, like, the way they treat uh, Darth Vader in this show is that he's this mysterious Sith, the mysterious Sith Lord, voiced by James Earl Jones, which nice. is freaking fantastic. Um, <laughs> what a, who shows what's up cartoons period- going to do? When the Lord takes James Earl Jones from us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, anywho, I'm sorry. Anywho, yeah. Um, so it's I don't know. It's just really fun uh, the way they treat the the entire situation of Darth Vader. Of like, he's this scary Sith Lord, right? So mm-hmm. Kanan Jarrus, who he's he's the Jedi guy, Kanan, uh, who's who's training. Um, uh, Ezra. Voiced by none other than Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, that's right. Come on, who like is unrecognizable? Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. I look, I looked at the cast. I'm like, really? Okay. I, I I keep trying to hear it too. Like as I watch this show, I keep trying to hear what I imagine Freddie Prince Jr. sounds like, and I can't do it. Like I just can't. It Usually, doesn't... once you like, you could watch an animated or actually any sort of voiceover, and it'll be unknown to you. And then, as soon as you hear the name and you can associate the face to it, your brain usually puts that connection. And what, yeah. and there's nothing. I don't know if he's putting on a voice or if that's his voice now because we really haven't seen 
much of live action Freddie Prince Jr. in, in a bucket of years. So, I suppose we haven't. Yeah, I, I mean, I got nothing. All I know is it just doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like I imagine him sounding like. But um, yeah, he's a. Uh, I don't even remember where we're going before we we got off on that, that tangent. Uh, regardless, I chose the episode because it's always it's always pretty special to hear Frank Oz play Yoda, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while it wasn't, like, the most special thing, and there is even another episode where he reprises that role again, uh, they go back to that Jedi temple, and some, some really, really cool stuff happens. Um, the reason I picked this one, though, is because in the second one, it is a little bit more steeped in the show's mythology, but also in the second one, you get to see Yoda, and the art design for him is not great. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> like, it's it's really amazing all in all. I, I the, and the animation in this show does get better as it goes along and everything, but... Well, that that's boy, a conversation they, <laughs> that, that Angela and I were having. Like, the backgrounds on this show are, are stunning. Anything uh-huh. that's not moving is beautiful. And then the character animations, like, it's... It's CG, and it's uh, wonky is the best yeah, way. It seems out of place with those beautifully done... Like, when the, the, the temple rises out of the ground, mm-hmm. it was masterfully done. And then he starts walking around. I'm like, wow, it looks like a, like a shrinky-dink stuck onto that page. It was just out of place. Yeah, it's uh, that, that always you know kind of happens to a degree just by virtue of the way of the way this show is drawn but um there's a degree of it that does not it, that it gets better they don't over animate so much mm-hmm. um later cuz there's a lot of and I didn't even notice it because as I've been as I was watching it uh this time around it was a lot of um uh like listening to it at work instead of actually watching it and then right. I'm watching it and I'm like geez they like they were really proud of the animation that they put into this show, weren't they? Because, like, they, like, really show every, like, hair flip or whatever is just all very there. And um, I don't know. It's, Karen, what did you think yeah, of the show? <laughs> being, being the matriarch of the Star Wars household that you are. What's <laughs> wow. I, I don't know that anyone's ever called me a matriarch before, but I guess since I just had a recent landmark birthday, that's what that's where we are now. Um, <laughs> it's not like I called you ma'am. Come on now. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, um, I, you know, I do. I love me some Star Wars and I thought it was kind of fun to get to see like the journey of another Jedi. Like we saw Luke's journey in, mm-hmm. you know, the movies and then we saw anakin's journey in the prequels and i don't know that anything that's happening in the new movies is a jedi's journey because we're not there yet nobody nobody's really like said like yes you're a jedi (laughs) um but it was interesting to see another another interpretation of a jedi's journey in this and uh and i i thought it was i mean i'm not as sensitive to the art styles as you guys are so um the animation didn't really bother me that much. Um, and I, I agree, Evan, that the backgrounds were really nice to look at. The one shot that really caught me was the, um, the when he got the crystal and the hole, he was just like a star. There was a whole star field behind him. Mm-hmm. And then the crystal like floated down out of nowhere. I thought that was really nice. Uh, also, the 
fight between Kanan and the Inquisitor. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Like, obviously, those are computer characters, but at some point, I feel like it was based on actual people actually fighting. Uh, yeah, you're, it was you're pretty abso- cool. You're absolutely right. The fights, uh, there were a number of fight scenes in this episode, and they were. They were fast and and they were they were pretty seamless, which was which is which is weird. It was like a I don't want to say a, just, a juxtaposition because of how clunky the the rest of the animation came off to me. But when they started fighting, like when the Inquisitor spun that dual headed lightsaber around, like it looked fluid and mm-hmm. it was it was impressive. I just wish that that had you know translated over to the you know the regular just the average motion mm-hmm. the uh the the fact that you mentioned this is like this is the only episode i've seen and just this bit was more jedi journey than i remember luke getting well i feel like, like as soon movies. as he went you know <laughs> as soon as he went in there and then the door closed and then like a minute later like Kanan came running down and he was like, aha, I changed my mind. I'm, I'm going to come with you now. And then he ran out of the shot and died. I was like, oh, it's like Luke in the cave when he phases off against, you know, the Phantom of Vader or whatever it is. Like, this isn't real. <laughs> and I'm glad it didn't take Ezra that long to figure that out. Like, they could have stretched that out a lot longer, this being, you know, essentially a, a children's cartoon, and I'm glad that they didn't. I mean, also, it was kind of a clue when they killed off, like, here's a main character, and this is episode nine, and he's dead now. Yeah. I'm like, mm, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't okay. think, number one, now. I wouldn't think they would do that, like, at this point in a series of a kid's show, and number two, like, I don't think Chris would have picked the episode where a major character died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't know this guy. We don't really like him, but he's gone now. Wait, what? I, I'm lost. So, it seemed like he was kind of important. <laughs> so I, my big takeaway is that Ezra is is on the right path. And at the very end of the episode, I was impressed with his design skills to make his lightsaber look like a staple gun. Yes, it looked like a staple gun. Thank you. That's so the same exact thing I thought. They didn't show you what it does. It is a gun. Okay. It's really cool. It's a lightsaber that's also a blaster. Does it shoot lightsabers? I, it shoots like <laughs> it shoots like stun shots. Okay. So like he'll be you know blocking stuff with his lightsaber and then turn off the blade and then he can shoot little stun shots with it. It's a really clever design. It I've is. never seen anything like it before, which is which is kind of neat. Um, so, uh, like I said, I've, I'm watching, I'm, I'm in the midst of a rewatch of this show right now. Well, actually a, a, just a watch for the first time, which is not typically what I do at work, but I'm in total Star Wars horror mode until mm-hmm. the end of the year because, you know, Star Wars. Yep. Uh, and so I had seen up to a certain point of this show, uh, probably season two is probably as far as I got most way, most of the way through season two is as far as I got before I ran out of the ability to watch the show. Cause I was watching it on Disney XD. And then I think time happened where I just didn't have access to it. Right. Um, the show takes place, like I said, before, uh, the first star Wars movie. And, uh, you know, Kanan is a Jedi who he was a Padawan. He never made it to Jedi master. Mm-hmm. And that's why he has so much doubt about training Ezra. 
Um, he survived Order 66 with like a handful of other Jedi who are out there. So the show is fun. Um, it can be very fun. It can be, you know, Star Wars-y and as dark as Star Wars gets for the most part, but it's still ultimately a kid's show and fun. But as I'm watching it, I can't help but realize that there's no way this show doesn't end in tragedy. Because if Ezra and Kanan were still alive when A New Hope happens, we would have known about them. Right. But we don't, because... And this show is definitively canon. Um, that's that's one of the things that Disney has said, yes, this 100% happens. Um, so, that and that was a question that, I, that popped into my head as I was watching this. Now, they have... The clone... Both animated shows have been adopted into canon, correct? Correct. Okay, so... <clears throat> With this being a children's show, and is is it over or is it still going? It's over. Okay. Hmm. I am. Curious. I don't know how it ends yet. <laughs> okay. I you I, I I I can tell you some things that I do know that have happened, which are extremely interesting. I know Karen's never going to watch the show, and I know you don't care about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the things that surprised me at the end of season one is that there's this. There's this agent that uh, the, a an agent that goes by the nickname Fulcrum that uh, was Sorry. giving them all sorts of intel. I know. I'll Tell t- me, Chuck, Chuck shows thoughts. up. I will watch the <laughs> shit out of this show. <laughs> that character turns out to be Ahsoka. Okay. Which, if you guys know anything about that character, Ahsoka was um, Anakin's Padawan in the Clone Wars, and cartoon. that she had a resemblance to the 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 girl on Shark T. Right. Okay. On yeah. this show. No, no, no. She wasn't a Twi'lek. She looked like uh, one of the random Jedi in Episode One or whatever. Okay. Right, but they both have like a the tentacle a, head, you know, kind of a two he- tentacle things on going on. Yeah, in sort, head. yeah, sort of like they that, were different yeah. colors and different designs and everything. Yeah, okay. some similar elements. Okay. So, um, adult Ahsoka is Fulcrum. At the end of Cl- by the by the time Clone Wars ended, uh, sh- Ahsoka didn't like where the Jedi Order was going, and she essentially quit. Um, but one of the the loose ends that exists in the universe of the Clone Wars, and I guess Star Wars, is like, well, how is it possible that Ahsoka is still in this in the universe alive, and it never came up in Star Wars, the Star Wars movies, because she was such an important character to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you that in Rebels. There, uh, eventually, you find out that Ahsoka's there, and she kind of joins up with the Rebels for a little while. And eventually, there is a showdown between her and Darth Vader. And it seems, at least, that she uh, she finds out who he is because she doesn't know that you know mm-hmm. Anakin is Vader. And then eventually, she kind of has a vision that it might be him. And then the two of them meet face to face, and he just appears to murder her. Oh, jeezy. Okay. So that's something. Um, in the episode I watched today, I only have like, I think, four or five episodes left in the last season. Again, we're talking spoilers, everybody. So if anybody <laughs> is really into Star Wars and hasn't watched this show yet, definitely do so. It is a far better and more condensed good than Clone Wars is. Clone Wars has a lot of filler and a lot of just really subpar stuff in it. When it's great, it's great, but it's not as great as it could be. This one is more solidly entertaining. Um, the uh, the episode I watched today, so Kanan and uh, the ship's captain Hera, 
the Twilight Girl, mm-hmm. they have like a sort of an unspoken relationship throughout the show. Like they refer to each other as love a couple of times, but there's never anything overt. And in season four, they kind of sh- show that that's very much by design. The two characters clearly are in love with each other, but they've never done anything about it. So in classic TV fashion, <laughs> we get to an episode where they finally have that conversation while And then one is, of them dies. Yeah. <laughs> so Kanan's on this mission to save Hera, oh, who no. has been captured, and they're just about to get away, and they have a whole moment where they tell each other they love each other, and they kiss, but they're doing this on top of this like reactor that they have sabotaged. That was their mission, was to get rid of this reactor so that they couldn't, the Empire couldn't build new TIE fighters that were like super crazy awesome and very, you know, death-inducing. <laughs> so as this is happening, the bunch of walkers show up and they shoot at the reactors and blow them up. And Kanan stops the explosion with the Force and Force pushes Hera onto a ship <laughs> and then Force pushes the ship away, and then everything blows up and he dies. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, man. Like, oh, God, oh, shit. It wrecked me. <laughs> I'm sitting there at work, like, holding back tears. I'm like, you've got to... What the hell, show? <laughs> that was so... I, and, like, they did a whole... Oh, God, they did this other great thing in season three where Darth Maul shows back up, and... His whole mission in life is to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's like, no, I know that motherfucker's still alive. I'm going to find him and I'm going to kill him because he cut me in half. I was going <laughs> to say, didn't he? Wasn't he too? <laughs> like, he was. Yes, he got cut in, in half. <laughs> and then in Clone Wars, they have officially retconned him as being alive and gave him robot legs and stuff and uh, made him crazy. Like, he just kept getting crazier as time went on. Okay. So he was like super interesting in the season of Rebels. <laughs> and they eventually showed him track down Obi him and uh, Ezra track down Obi-Wan on Tatooine mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan's just like you gotta leave me the hell alone <laughs> like this um, is getting crazy he wouldn't tell him why because obviously he's hiding to protect Luke but nobody knows this because Luke is essentially a big secret and um uh, when Darth Maul finds him, I was expecting some like big battle and Obi-Wan ends him in like a second like nothing just cuts his lightsaber in half and cuts him down and that was the end of it damn so that was kind of awesome so um, is there a way like okay so apparently freddie prince is no longer around but this ezra character which is the main character of the show the younger character of the show mm-hmm. <clears throat> i'm gonna assume seeing as you have four or five episodes left that he makes it because that would be pretty messed up for a children's show so far so good they did age him up a bit there was a little bit of a time gap because the reason i brought up darth maul is that there was a fight with uh darth maul when he eventually turned on them as everyone knew he would where he blinded kanan so for the last two series kanan is you know he's blind well so wait Um, darth maul was part of the team sort of he because Darth Maul's not a Sith anymore. He wants to destroy the Sith as much as he wants to destroy everything. Uh, All he wants is Obi-Wan dead. And whatever has to have it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he, they were working together to gain some sort of knowledge or whatever, and then he turned on them, obviously, because he's Darth Maul and he's crazy and evil, and he blinded Kanan, and so that was that, was that whole deal. So, but 
so Ezra is a portrayed a bit older towards the end of the series, and I can't imagine a universe where he could possibly survive because then how that's what I was going to ask. Like this is generationally <laughs> back. Like he was young when Obi Wan was young. Obi Wan at this point looked like he did in A New Hope, maybe a little okay. bit younger than he did in A New Hope. So he's you know he's white hair. He does. Okay. He's not young Obi Wan anymore. He's old. But he's... Jedi's live a long time. They do. Yeah. So he's like Luke age. Ezra, yeah, he's probably about like Luke in Return of the Jedi age. Um, okay, so it's Luke still is definitely to be retconned into live action. That would be neat. That would be neat, I suppose. But I mean, I don't see how they could have. How how could he possibly exist within the rebellion? And you know, as far as anybody was concerned, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan, who they didn't even know was really alive, was that was it for the Jedi. You know, they didn't know Yoda was still alive. Nobody knew that. Mm. So if Ezra was still part of the Rebel Alliance at that point, it seems incredibly strange that that would not have come up. Let me just let me just headcanon this for you. Uh, for in the last few episodes that you haven't seen yet, Ezra's going to meet a girl. He's going <laughs> to get married. He's going to have a kid, and then before he dies, he's going to write a letter to the kid and be like, listen, when you have a kid, uh, you have to name her Ray, and you have to abandon her on Jakku. <laughs> and then it's, he dies. And then he dies. That would be It's all, been, be it's all been foretold by our Lord and Savior, Lucas. So, interesting. It's amazing how much backstory there is to this universe. There is, and this is falls in the category of backstory that I think is good. Okay. So, like, everything relating to the prequels I find essentially useless. Even the really cool stuff doesn't actually add anything, really. It's unnecessary explanation. I never needed to know how Anakin became Vader. Wait a minute. You're telling me you didn't need all that detailed information about trade federations? I really didn't. Like, I didn't need any of that stuff. Well, what the hell? On the other hand, Rogue One is extremely interesting. That's backstory that's not necessary, but it's really interesting to see, like, oh, so this is how they, this is how the Rebels got their hands on the plans to the Death Star. That's actually a pretty cool story. Well, that was Solo. a really, really important bit of it of the story and it 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 is and it isn't you know like we could we were just fine without that information but but having we... seen it it actually adds to it right and i feel the same way about a lot of star wars rebels it it adds to the mythology in a way that's that's interesting and kind of cool whereas a lot of clone wars and prequel stuff adds to the mythology and just like well, now we know midichlorians are a thing. That's neat, I guess. Um, why are all the ships more more advanced in the past? <laughs> like, why did they make all the ships really cool in Episode One, and then like we're flying around in clunky X wings and Y wings? That's kind of weird. Um, there's just a lot of it, it. It caused more problems than not. And I've gone on at great length about how I think the whole thing with seeing Yoda jump up and down and flip around like a Jedi was really cool for the five seconds that I watched it. But then if you think about it from the larger perspective and pull back, like, well, 
that takes away from the whole mysticism of the Yoda character. Like, you don't imagine that anymore. It's just like, well, there it is. There's Yoda. He's a ninja. And isn't that awesome? Like, kind of, I guess. But I liked it better when he looked at Luke and said, judge me by my size, do you? And, well, you should not. For my ally is the Force. That was way more interesting, you know? And the way they tied all the stuff together at the very end of, like, in five seconds, he goes from being like, I just want to protect my wife to fuck it, I'm killing Mace Windu and I'm going to slaughter children and yell at Obi-Wan and then she dies in childbirth and they split the kids up and it all happens in like five minutes. It's like, there's so many problems I have with that. But this and Rogue One and I mean, Solo is just pointless, but <laughs> this and Rogue One, like, I feel really add good stuff to the Star Wars mythology and I'm fascinated to see how it's going to end because I just don't see how Ezra lives through this. Uh, without some sort of, like, major something happening. Like, we know that the ghost still exists because in the latest uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer, there's a shot with a whole shit ton of ships, and the ghost, which is their ship, is in that shot. Oh, really? Oh, that's what the hell you were talking about. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's... And I was like, okay, uh, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that I do not know. It's not even that I was dismissive. It's just like, there's a lot of Star Wars canon, and it's like this big and then like i'm holding my arms all the way apart and then like the stuff that i know is like i'm holding my hands like six inches apart which is like a good amount of stuff but it's just because there's so oh, goddamn enough, much a, of it it's Ooh. enough to get you through a quiz you. night like at the at the bar but there's far far too much for one person to know and well, unless that person is definitely Chris <laughs> there definitely was one of the things that disney did that i like that most people absolutely hate is rein in the Star Wars canon. Like, all the comic books, all the novels, all the expanded universe stuff, they were just like, these are now Star Wars stories. They're neat, but they're not canon anymore. Oh, really? And people are just like, oh, how dare you? So the only things that are canon are the movies themselves, Clone Wars, um, Rebels, and the new show Resistance that I had you get for me. Um, What do you mean? I don't understand. Shh, Chris. <laughs> Damn. Yes, that bleep it out, whatever. Um and the current run of comic books, which isn't that many spin-offs, it's just Star Wars, the Really? Cuz I look at that and there are a lot of Star Wars titles out weekly. I mean, I haven't been paying attention. Hold on. Let's <laughs> I, let's I I and I I know they've done a handful of mini series that all tie directly into the main series, but Okay. There is like you know, a Kanan miniseries, a Darth Vader miniseries and stuff, but it's not, there's not like 35 ongoings. There's just like, there's Star okay. Wars and then there's little side so trips. Do, do the, do the side trips count? I believe some of them do. Because I think they Star Wars know. Adventure, Adventure, two, two different titles for Star Wars Adventures. Then, I believe that's the kids' comic. I don't okay. think that's actually like canon. I think it's. I think that's like retelling of stories that happened in the Star Wars universe Dr. as a Afara? kids' comic. Doctor Afra. Doctor Afra. Yeah, that's technically canon. It's yeah, it's a character that showed up in the comic books. That's like kind of interesting. Okay. I didn't bother reading it because I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it and it's weird because I I look at the 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 releases every week and it's. Every, like I'm used to 
Marvel going crazy with, you know, Wolverine and Spider-Man and whatnot. But like every week, there's a handful of Star Wars titles. Especially now, because there's a movie coming out and they're just, you know, they're getting they're getting as silly with it as they can because it's Star Wars and let's sell that as much Star Archie. Wars as we can. There's a shit ton of Archie titles out. I guess that doesn't surprise me either since that Riverdale show is so popular. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all there is. I think they've added a couple of novels here and there. But Galaxy's like, Edge, Return of the Jedi graphic, graphic novel. Vader's yeah. Return to Vader's Castle. That's mm. a, that's one of the kids' ones. There's there's a bunch, which yeah. is fine. Like I I mean, comic they books reined are... that in a lot. <laughs> Interesting. So all the old Dark Horse Star Wars stuff is out the window and whatnot, and it's. Oh, it's a good. shame. It's been, and that was all good stuff. And it's not like it doesn't exist anymore. It's just not officially part of the story because they're trying to keep it, you know, reined in. Like, okay, this is what happened. You can explore. You can explore these different characters in different directions, but only if it doesn't d- directly relate to things that happened in the Star Wars movies anymore. Because we don't want to get any of that stuff screwed up like we don't want to change what luke did at this particular time or whatever unless it's you know been approved gotcha so i don't know i'm i'm okay with the way that all shook out uh you know go back and read shadows of the empire it's not as good as you think it is (laughs) (laughs) it's not as good as you remember it well chris i appreciate it It was nice seeing this like it's interesting to see a animated version of a universe that i am you know I don't hold, I like, I don't hold as high regard as Star Wars as some do, but I understand what it did for the you know sci-fi and just movie-going universe in general. And it's nice to see that some you could tell by the way this is done that they they take a lot of pride in their storytelling and character development and whatnot. Because even just this little this one twenty-five-minute episode, there was a bunch of character development for Ezra. And I can only imagine what it does over four or five seasons kind of thing. So Yeah, and they don't do the they don't do a lot of the stuff that I expected them to do. Like I fully expected Ezra to have a whole like dark side pull thing that it just that you would expect out of a kids show or mm-hmm. whatever. But they didn't do that. They very briefly flirted with the idea, but Ezra never like went all dark side or anything like that. It was just he got a little bit more emo and tried to mess with some stuff. Did he do any dance numbers? He did not. Okay. He did cut his hair, but he didn't do any dance numbers. But but it was like, <laughs> I understood why. I was like, okay, I get why you're being this way, because you trusted Darth Maul, and now Kanan's blind thanks to you. So so, so with the confusion of the, the episode title and the episode numbers and whatnot, I did watch half of the episode before this i think mm-hmm. and ezra was angry something about his family like his par- i don't know but his parents were taken by the empire um, okay and the first like two seasons are this whole like essentially quest to get his fam to, to find his parents mm-hmm. um and in an unexpected twist he doesn't they're dead <laughs> <laughs> he well, like almost finds them a couple times and they were alive at some point not that long ago but they uh, apparently did bite it I mean at least as far as I know I suppose they could still show up before the series is closed but he finds out from somebody that yeah they are they 
resisted and they are dead now. Well, and that's my point. There is there is character development and a character arc, which is good for an animated, uh, especially an animated show in this universe. That it's just not flu flu filler kind of stuff. So flu flu filler. You I know like what it. I mean? Oh, Chris, sure thank do. you so much. Good pick. You I enjoyed are it. Welcome. Um, so let's take a, a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from Deadline.com. Hashtag Me Too. Ex-Fox News employees ask for NDAs to be lifted in wake of NBC Universal decision. So apparently the NBC Universal decision was that they lifted their their NDAs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is it just Fox? I felt like there were other people reaching out well this story is about the people of fox news wanting that which isn't to say that there aren't people all around everywhere that want something similar right it just it i mean with so much going on mm-hmm. for i mean like that an nda that if there's nothing to nothing going wrong there's no reason why, for there's yeah. no reason for an NDA. Right. An NDA is to protect like proprietary material for the company. 
Right. They're, they shouldn't be able. They shouldn't be able to hide crime behind an NDA. Yeah. Um, as far as like, as far as the, as I as reading this article, it has not been done yet. It's they're asking for it. So uh, 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 I'm looking. Friday. Let me see that's practical. So like Gretchen Carlson, I could have sworn there was another name in here. Um, like they, there, there are situations that that if that are coming to light that if they discuss things, they can lose mm-hmm. their job. Right, and that is the opposite of whistleblowing. Right. So, um, I, I mean, and we know the guy who was running Fox News was a scumbag. So, yeah, it's only going to serve to hurt him more if we can get these NDAs lifted and let people actually. Say the truth about what happened to them. Just it's it's a shame that this is this is the world that we are living in. That even needs to be like appealed. Like the right thing for these companies to do is say yes, we will not hold you, you know, hold you to these NDAs anymore. But uh, no, mm. no. It, why would people do the right thing? Well, why would companies do the right thing? I should say. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> such a goddamn fucked up world that we're like anyhow sorry sorry hopefully they will do the right thing and if there is more news about it we will absolutely let you guys know so next up from vox.com the big advantage hbo max has over netflix um uh, my what is the answer because i started looking at the article and i was like I, what's the I don't, what what am I missing? So I'm going with Friends because they must have said that that HBO has Friends like 16 times in this article, right? Um, I think it's well, my understanding is, and I, I, let me just glance over this once again that HBO has the backing. Is this the one that also has the the AT and T? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So, all right. HBO Max approach makes sense in theory, but its corporate patronage is what really explains why it's doing what it's doing. Warner Media is owned by AT&T. While AT&T might not be the largest internet service provider in the U.S., it is the second. So, if net neutrality goes away, streaming services like HBO Max that are owned by an internet provider will not have will not be charged theoretically not be charged more to do their streaming services where net uh netflix and there was another one that they actually pointed out uh like aren't involved with an internet provider so in turn there's the possibility that those internet providers will increase the cost to, of the services. Of the ser- yeah. Well, not necessarily of the services, but the charge to put their services out there, which in turn shuffles on down to us to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest thing. No matter what shows are on it or who's got what, the fact is, is that net neutrality is still in place so that it's a level playing field. When they can... when If that goes away, and we talked about this, God, how many years ago... Um, it's going to affect our pockets 
because we still want this content and this stuff, but they are going to be charged more to put that stuff out there, which in turn, like someone like Netflix, their their cost will increase, and they are one of the more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. So that is what HBO Max has over the others. There are some other interesting things, like uh, they said in here, there's a proposed feature that can let two users on the same account combine their viewing preferences to receive tailored recommendations. Which would be so great. Like Chris watches stuff, and I watch stuff separately, and then we want to find something that we'll both like. Mm-hmm. They'll look at what we each like and try and pick something. Find which... that one show? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that having, one British-based like... Star Wars show? <laughs> but having that kind of like uh like an algorithm that actually works mm-hmm. um would be pretty yeah and that's special. still like it's mentioned in this article that's not 100 percent yet and even the right. algorithms that are out there now for like netflix there's like a 40 percent chance they're right i think they're just throwing things at the wall to see what sticks yeah i mean and half the time it's just like we're promoting this and you should like it right yeah, like I was watching BoJack Horseman. And so you must like it, horses. <laughs> oh no! After it was over, it was Rob Lowe in a cowboy hat in a romantic Christmas comedy about some woman uh, who goes to find herself in the African plains or some shit like that. I mean, it makes complete linear linear logical sense to me. I don't. I was just. And I thought it was, like, just a thing at first, right? I was like, oh, this just must be what Netflix is pushing right now on uh, the... uh, I opened up the mobile version of Netflix, and I hadn't done that in a while, and it was just like, okay, this must just be what's going on here. But no, as soon as I finished watching this season of BoJack, an ad for that, that was what was playing next. Like, oh, you liked this this animated show about a horse that's incredibly fucked up and horrible things happen to everyone check out this rom-com with rob Lowe in a cowboy hat what <laughs> so is bojack is that a netflix only thing yes so well it's not only per se anymore that was the uh we had a news story about that a while ago it was the first uh, netflix show to uh get picked up for syndication or by a cable Right, but Network, is it? But, uh, but is it? It is a Netflix original series. Yes. So, and I'm going to assume that the Rob Lowe joint is also a Netflix original. <laughs> yes. So that, that means you that must like Netflix originals. Obviously, I, I their algorithm. You figured sticks. It out. You cracked the code. I, I figured it out. <laughs> I like things that are made by Netflix. <laughs> so, as you can tell by how I keep giving my money. To Netflix. I don't even watch Netflix anymore, and I still give them money because of content. They produce a lot of good stuff, and I want to support that. They do, and I'm happy to watch. I'm I'm happy with our Netflix subscription. Like, I am perfectly happy to pay them the money that we pay them because we get a lot of use out of it. Uh, I, oh, uh, it's out of curiosity. I think we'll talk about it later. Is is it? I have been. What ends up happening is I read the the news all in one shot. A lot of other articles pop up, and I and some of it we've touched on beforehand. But I'm curious as to how you guys feel about Disney Plus. Like I I know we've had this conversation before, but they okay. So they are also in the 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 
non net neutrality like if net neutrality goes away they're screwed because they're in the same boat as netflix they they are disney they don't own part of the internet so right now with their huge library like disney has the availability of a huge gigantic library if everything stays according to plan that's great whatever price if it's within the netflix realm let's say what is it 15 bucks a month now it's less right isn't disney plus gonna be like eight bucks a month or something well, like it, that so it was disney plus was cheaper but then it that was only like the family friendly disney plus stuff but if you bundled it with like hulu or their other properties to get more and i'm air quoting this adult content like it was like 15 something dollars like to get because netflix goes all over the place you got little kid stuff to stuff that i makes me uncomfortable okay so if you're to watch just disney plus you're not getting that range okay but they also have hulu and sports some sort of sports package so for all of that together it's going to be the equivalent price of a netflix now with that being said your household is a sports household, is a Star Wars household, is a Marvel household. Like, is a household of kids. It's a household of kids. When it comes down to it, if it's between Netflix and Disney Plus, where do you fall? Well, right now we fall in Netflix um, because we haven't co- we haven't committed to do Disney Plus. I don't need uh, Hulu and a ESPN. Okay. As a sports person and as a, you know, we have cable, so we don't need Hulu. Okay. Um, and as a, yeah, so I don't need, I don't need Hulu or ESPN. Uh, as, you know, things currently stand now and, you know, all of these things are subject to change. The programming on Disney Plus is quite attractive, mm-hmm. but right now we haven't made it to the point of like, yeah, we absolutely have to have that. Yeah, I mean, like, I really want to watch The Mandalorian, but I also really wanted to watch uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery, and I didn't want to watch... I put it on about that same level for me, and it wasn't enough to buy CBS All Access, so The Mandalorian isn't enough for me to buy um, uh, Disney+. Plus. Okay. Uh, And neither are the Star Wars movies, because I already own them a lot. (laughs) Uh, Right. Okay. I have access to the Marvel movies already. What's awesome is the access to, you know, the back catalog of, you know, the Disney Vault. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And I'm like, I'm seeing all these commercials and they keep for some reason toying with my heart and showing me Tron. Like, hey, Tron Legacy is totally on here. Like, hey, you like Tron Legacy? Everyone liked Tron Legacy. That movie did great. Made a lot of money off that. Never making a sequel because Tomorrowland tanked, but you liked Tron Legacy, didn't you? We're going to show you some of it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Isn't that great? That is great, but I have Tron Legacy on Blu-ray, and they're still making me mad, but Oh, I see. Okay. I got what you're saying. <laughs> They're promoting it to you with the notion that you're not going to get any more. Got it. Okay. Yes. Apparently, I don't know why they keep showing it off. <laughs> I was shocked and amazed when they put it in the commercials at all because they were like, well, we left it open on a cliffhanger and we're just not going to answer those questions because Tomorrowland didn't do well. So that means live action sci-fi things don't do well. Thanks, Disney. That's, that's a real smart marketing move there. <laughs> Ass hats. Um, 
God, that makes me so freaking mad every time I think about it. But there, that's the thing, like about all this wonderful content. There's a lot of wonderful content on there, but I have access to most of it already. And most of the stuff that I actually want to watch, mm-hmm. like yeah, Disney Afternoon stuff's going to be on there, and that's really cool. Except I already own Gargoyles on DVD, all of it. So, I mean, I don't own the Goliath Chronicles, but. I feel like it, that Disney Plus is a more attractive prospect for people who are a little bit younger than us who didn't get as much into the collecting physical media. Yeah, TV when, shows on DVD was like a big thing, but for a very specific sect of people, you know? Gotcha. I bought X-Men the Animated Series on eBay uh, for like some bootleg copies on eBay like back in the day. If I want to watch that show, I can watch that show. But... You know, there's those other Marvel shows that are showing up on Disney Plus, but I'm not going to actually watch those. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm going to sit and watch a f- couple episodes of Iron Man and be like, "That's why this show didn't stick around." <laughs> you know, like it was good, but it wasn't great, right? And it wasn't as good as Spider-Man and X-Men. And like, yeah, having the access to the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, another real winner. But again, like, it's just like Karen saying, it's like. Folks that were just a, you know, folks that are just a little bit younger than us totally missed on the TV shows on DVD bandwagon, and you know. And there's also like okay, so and nanny nanny boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> there is the Marvel TV shows that new Marvel stuff that might push me over the edge. Yeah, like Cap and Winter Soldier. The but at the same, WandaVision, at the same like, instance, your nostalgia for the shows that we watched as kids. You having children, ha- wanting to, the ones that you don't have or, you know, didn't collect, like, they're going to be there. They're going to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, years and years ago, I made a, a media server for my girl's nephew, and I put everything on it that I thought a child should watch and not one of the shows that was on it was new. It was all... Well, I mean, I, I can't think of anything that we're missing that that I want to show our kids. Like, okay. I, I honestly can't. Like, the original DuckTales, I have that. Um, I don't think... I don't think they need to see Rescue Rangers. I don't think they need to see Darkwing Duck. Like, that's... It's amazing. It, it was amazing for us back in the day, but, like... The new DuckTales is ultimately a better show, and I'm sure whatever they do with uh, Darkwing Duck would be would be equally good uh, in this in this sort of universe. And like a lot of the shows we watched when we were kids, just don't hold up the same way. Like, yeah, I bought the That's Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's trash. <laughs> it's just straight garbage. Like they don't need to see the original Voltron because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't awful to us when we were kids because it was all about the idea. And there was no such thing as really, there was very, very little in the way of actual quality programming for kids that wasn't like Sesame Street and Education or Fraggle Rock or something. But besides those few exceptions, most of the stuff we watched was really cool ideas, but ultimately schlock. And I don't know. I, I don't feel like my kids are wanting for entertainment. Okay. That was that was a, a curiosity I had because there's going to be so much content out there, and most uh, and most of the providers are banking on a lot of the nostalgia the nostalgia aspect of it. 
Like, we got friends. We got this. We got that. Come pay for our service. And it's the 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 new the newly generated content is sort of taking a backseat to this is what we paid for to put on this service. Yeah, like this is what we paid to get Seinfeld and whatnot. And like, well, great, okay, but th- th- I I've seen it. I don't really like I, I I don't really like Seinfeld all that much. And have friends. We have all of friends on DVD, and really, it's like you know. <laughs> I, I don't think the office has aged extraordinarily well. What it comes down to me is, you know, where's Parks and Rec? <laughs> right. Okay. Right now, that's on, on Netflix. Peacock. That's eventually going to land on Peacock in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, that was also some part point, of this. We we it, don't know it, what they're like. <laughs> they're the lone gunman hiding in the bush, going like waiting because with a terrible name. <laughs> they, they are also part of a. ISP, like they have a, an internet service provider attached to them, so yeah, who knows what's going to happen with them? I I have no idea, but I would rather at at that point just knowing what else is on Peacock or theoretically on Peacock, I would probably just wind up buying Parks and Rec somehow. Just be like, okay, well, I now digitally own this, so I'd rather do that than you know right. sign up for this service. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's really going to depend on on the shows. I think Disney Plus will eventually get our our money just because there's going to be new original programming that's interesting. New Backlog original stuff, programming I feel like there's that will also intertwine with content that's being released in theaters and stuff like that. That's that's a good play. That's a good plan. Yeah, it's it's very interesting stuff. It's very solid stuff and you know they have they have the catalog of intellectual properties that are interesting to me that will eventually if they make quality new new services that are not services quality new products that deal with those properties then yeah i'm i'm interested all right thank you for answering my question <laughs> CNBC.com brings us House of the Dragon. HBO confirms 10 episodes of Game of Thrones prequel. I like the way this article is laid out because by the bullet points at the very beginning of this article, I really didn't have to read the article, but I did. (laughs) Uh, Cable Network announces that it has ordered 10 episodes of the spinoff series based on George R.R. Martin's companion book, Fire and Blood, taking place 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. The series will depict the stories of the Targaryen kings who had long ruled Westeros. And the announcement shortly comes after the cable networks has scrapped other spinoffs. That's it. Like, that's the article. Now, the 10 episodes, great. I thought there was like five or six different shows in the works. I think there was. We found out last week that one of them was scrapped. Okay, so let's say let's say there were five, breaking it down to four. Have they scrapped, like, were they just vying for only one slot? Or- I think they're... I think they're just, like, whatever as it develops. If it's, if it's going well, then they keep going. And if it's not, they ditch it. Mm. I mean, I like wouldn't be. They just be su- optioned whatever the fuck they could out of that universe. Yeah, I think at this point they're probably. If I, if I were them, I'd be pretty effing timid about what I do with that universe going forward. Like, yeah, because that fan base disappeared, and it wasn't just you know, it wasn't small. It was 
all merchandise relating to Game of Thrones lost its value. Like, just like the show Lost. It did. The look on eBay and see how cheap complete series Game of Thrones DVDs are going for, Blu-rays are going for, because it ain't pretty. <laughs> like, no. it, and that went... Have... Th- yeah, that show tanked itself. I have five Game of Thrones themed cross-stitch pieces in my Etsy shop sitting there doing jack shit. Nobody wants to have any... Like, that brand is toxic right now. And and such a shame. It is. And with the right situation, they could turn that around. If they create a new Game of Thrones property that is as quality as that show could be, they could turn it around. Mm-hmm. But that... They they could save that franchise, but they're never saving that original show because it was effectively destroyed by its ending. And I feel like the Targaryens is a smart place to place a smart place in the story to focus their energy because Daenerys was like one of the most popular characters from the original show. Right, a lot of the story of that current running season revolved around. The, the that fam or that race and and a lot of what people hate about that show is how they essentially character assassinated, assassinated that her. character literally well there we go when once we get more info we will definitely relay but they are in the works and that's not a surprise um i'm actually kind of surprised like the longer that so okay here's a question are they better off letting it sit for a bit, letting that taste leave our mouths? I think it's going to take them a little while to make this show at any rate. And by the time they get the show made and put on the air, I think enough time right. will is have that, But is that the right thing for them to do? Mm-hmm. Should, they, should they have had something waiting in the wings for when this show ended to keep up that, that, that ball of rolling for Game of Thrones? No. No. Okay. No, definitely not. They, Let people it go. need space from... <laughs> the sheer uh, relentless anger that came from the ending of that show. Game of Thrones fans are still upset about it. So, yeah. Be like Elsa. <laughs> Let, Let it, it go. go. Uh, all right. And uh, you know what? I'm going to skip down a couple, seeing as we're talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, I thought this was adorable, Karen. This one's from Tor. <laughs> uh, it was Varys. Uh, he's the one that had the Starbucks cup. Varys. <laughs> Varys? Varys. Varys. I thought it was a Varys. Varys. All right. Varys. It was him. Um. So how long ago did this did that happen? I don't know. It was months and months. Months ago. and months and months ago. And uh, uh, in an interview with Jimmy Fallon, I guess this that's where it came out. So that's adorable. It's it's just. I, <laughs> Just having seen Conleth Hill talk in, like, outside of character, I could just imagine this being, like, adorable. <laughs> this actual conversation between me. him and Amelia Clark. So I, I just put everybody's worries at rest. Now we know who. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Collider. <laughs> this one shocked the hell out of me. Uh, Green Lantern TV series in the works <laughs> at HBO Max from Greg Berlanti. Okay. HBO Max, huh? Yeah. Green Lantern, huh? Well, okay. 
Talk about a toxic property. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. Which they it, did that property dirty. They did. But here's the thing about that property. It is humongous. Yeah. Okay. It's, the, 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 that's, that's a real easy fix. Yeah. I mean, because nobody even friggin' remembers that movie anymore. That's I how do. bad it was. I well, do. Of course, I you mean, <laughs> as a joke, people do. There are there are multiple races, multiple cultures, both like, like that's the thing about the Green Lantern Corps. They can go in so many different directions. Yeah, I mean, and even if they just want to stick with Earthlings, like they don't have to do Hal Jordan. They could do. No, uh, like, John Stewart. They could do the Baz guy, Simon Baz. They could do freaking Guy Gardner if they wanted there to. There was, but, uh, was it? And there was a, a a woman for a short period of time. I like. Oh yeah, she's still around, right? Um, I, uh, Jessica something or other. Like that's, Oh, she had such an interesting story. But how would they? How would they broach that? Because she was the Green Lantern from like Earth Two or something. Mm-hmm. Or no, she was. She was uh, there was the Green Lantern from Earth Two that was like the super evil one, and then she was like a cop or something, and the evil ring went to her, and like the whole story of her was just like, okay, so the evil ring wants basically wants to enslave her by constantly telling her to like just go no go murder that guy and you're awful you should kill yourself but kill this other guy first it was like such a it was a really cool book i really enjoyed reading that book and she was a great character that's my point like green lantern yes not the greatest of comic book movies but green lantern and the green lantern core that has some solid solid story material in it that can make for even for like an anthology kind of thing where if they bounced around because it's a it's 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 a, a cop show make it a cop show cuz that's yeah, what they are galactic cop show <laughs> like do it and i'm 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 for it and you know it's berlanti so i'm sure it'll be dark and gritty right cuz even sure. even flash and supergirl got dark and gritty well, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm uh, yeah. Listen, I am I am they now They have their moments, but at the end of the day, they're still CW shows. That's true. They're not they're not uh Zack Snyder dark. No, okay, no, 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 no. Not... All right, you are absolutely correct. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked my way through out, not the current season. I don't know what's going on this current season, but I worked my way through The Flash. I worked my way through Supergirl. I'm now working my way through Arrow. And, like, last season, half of this Supergirl was... There was the Russian Supergirl. I'm like, what? This is not a thing. Okay, this is a thing for this show. All right. Like, and Arrow. Oh, my God. Supergirl. There was so much racism. Like, what? what's going on? I remember these shows being slightly lighter. But I'm almost done. I'm going to be good for this crossover smorgasbord that's coming for the CW. Good for you. I can't <laughs> wait. Um. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with HBO Max. I'm really curious as to where they go with it. I It, it, it could be great. I really hope they... I, I hope they do it right. Just... And I'm okay with Ryan Reynolds not being in it. I'm all right with that. <laughs> it's okay with you? It pains me to say it, but I'm okay with it. 
Uh, all right. Next up again from Tor.com. Uh, Doctor Who seasons 13 and 14 confirmed coming to HBO Max. Yep. Now that is okay. From what that is a fucking thing, man. It is. A, but again, it is a thing. I have BBC America, so. But that's now that was that was there's a couple of wonky things in this article, just because it was confirmed. We're not sure if it's going to be Jody. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And is it that it's simulcasting on HBO and does it just come out on BBC first and then comes to BBC America? Like how does how does Doctor Not anymore. How does Doctor right? How do you watch Doctor Who if you do not have BBC America? Uh I think prior to this deal you watched it on whatever there's um BBC America. Okay, so it was only on BBC. Or yeah. one of their offshoots. Got it. Okay. Well that's that's great. They're gonna get it also includes the I'm assuming the first I kept saying eleven for some reason, if I'm not mistaken. But uh I'm gonna all of the previous seasons are going to be on HBO. Are going to be on, yes. HBO Max. Um, mm-hmm. So they're in uh, 12 now? 12 will be coming. Okay. So this coming season, like, uh, is season 12. All right. And that's her third season? Second. 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 Wow. I feel like she's been around for been... Only been it's season. because it's been for fucking ever since there was new Doctor Who. Is that is that it? Um, it has been a long time. It's just yeah. Every there's a guy who writes about Doctor Who for Nerdist, and every once in a while he'll just tweet like, "Hey, remember when Doctor Who had new episodes on the air? That was great." <laughs> like, because it's just been it's really been a long freaking time. The other day, the uh, official Doctor Who Facebook page put out this thing that uh, just was. Uh, like a picture um, that was like Jody's silhouette or like shadow on the ground uh-huh. and had the logo for the show and it just said watch this space which get it haha uh-huh, space uh, I get it <laughs> um, but like and then I don't know what has come like that to me signaled oh my god there's gonna be some news but I don't know if this news about HBO Max is what the news was I don't know if the other Doctor Who story we have in the feed. Well, I don't know just, if there's still let, something bigger to come let's talk that, about that will that. relate to. Let's talk about that other news as well. Because is now coming to us from DoctorWho.tv, the 13th Doctor meets Ace in a new book by Sophie Aldred. Explain this to me. Ace was a character from Classic Who. She was a companion to the Seventh Doctor. Okay. Uh, and we never saw her again after she left the TARDIS. Okay. At the end of... She was there at the end of the run of Classic Who. Okay. Uh, and she did die. Like, she just, you know, went away or whatever. Walked off into the sunset um, kind of thing? Pretty much. Okay. And uh, so now they're bringing that character back... Uh, and the book is written by the woman who played Ace. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's called At Childhood's End. And th- uh, the Ace character is meeting up with the 13th Doctor, which is, that's cool. Yep. That's really cool. I don't know if you picked up on this, but the first letters of At 
childhoods and end spell out ace I, I well they did color code it for me in case i didn't i mean <laughs> i don't know people who are listening may not be looking that's at true. the article that's true <laughs> that's true very very good point um i like that uh is it is it a is the book available is it coming no it's not out yet uh, published it will but uh, february 6 2020 okay when it comes so, uh, but you can pre-order it now there is a link at the bottom of this article check that out good doctor who news um moving on nerdist okay i don't know how i felt about this but we're going to talk about it anyway nerdist.com brings us the witcher delivers an epic trailer and a holiday release date so um chris did you watch the trailer i did and how did you feel about it oh it looks pretty good okay karen (laughs) Um, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. Uh, I'm not familiar with the books or the video games that this is based on, but uh, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I don't know that this has been thrown around a lot, but I feel like this is the thing that's going to replace Game of Thrones. Really? That would be pretty cool. I mean, I, I've heard the books are just incredible, and the video game series is essentially a sequel to the books. Like mm-hmm. takes place after all the books, and I think we did a news story a few weeks right. back where they said they will never touch the video game stuff, property stuff. This is all just based on the books, right? But it's like it's a sweeping epic. It looks really cool. It's got a lot of fantasy elements to it. Henry so, Cable's pretty easy on the eyes. Yeah, yeah, kind of complain about that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this to me looks like it could be the next game of thrones thing but i could entirely be wrong about that i don't know all i've seen is this whatever two and a half minutes and we have not seen this his dark materials yet oh that's also true we have not yet that's true um as i was watching it i i i enjoyed it um but i like i have more and not even that much i have more experience with the video game and none with the books and as i'm watching like the fight scenes they even though this trailer is only what two minutes long it it he seems to act well i just don't like the the choreography threw me a bit it seemed like the same (laughs) seemed like the same six fight dance steps over and over again and they showed like four or five different sword fights which is cool like seeing sword fights especially with big old big swords um i like that's i don't know i will i will definitely watch this because this is right up my alley i don't know if i feel it's going to be a game of throne i don't i don't know if it's going to fill that void i don't know we'll see but it would be cool if i was right about that that, would eh? be great i mean especially Especially, <laughs> I wonder how much credit the, the video game will get. Because in the States, I'm a, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Which, which, do you think are more, which do you think is more popular in the States, the books or the video game? I don't really have much of a handle on how popular any books are, really. But I can say that I've never heard anyone talk about the books before. But I've heard... I've, and I remember when Witcher 2 came out, 
and uh, it was just like, wow, this game is pretty hilariously not great. Like, okay. it's got some really funny voice acting. And then Witcher 3 freaking exploded. Okay. Witcher 3 was such a humongous game and a one of those, like, kind of cross-generational, like, appeals to a lot of different people kind of games. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just came out on Switch, and it's, from my, what I've come to understand, it's selling pretty darn well on that platform and it's already been out for a couple of years on other platforms it's like it's one of those games that people replay over and over and over again um, and the so, character is the same yeah okay. it's still Geralt so Geralt, maybe the, the story won't touch upon whatever story was running through the video game but it's that same character exactly so, and the uh, video game sites are reporting on this show as it's uh, as if it were some sort of direct video game tie-in, which, like, I guess technically it's just a prequel series to the video game to to some people. And that I don't makes know. Sense. Well, all right, and that's that was my curiosity. Is like because as far as pop culture goes, there's no question that you know the video games have done more for the Geralt character than the books did, just from yeah. I know, remember main, when we first talked about mainstream pop culture when we first spoke about this. We we're like, there were books. Like that was yeah. Surprising. I didn't even know. Didn't even know. Well, all right. Let's let's move on from tour dot com. Let's talk about some more books. Uh, Tamara Pierce, uh, Tortle, Tortle. I've never sure. Uh, I don't know. Books are coming to TV. I've never heard of these books. Um, I am not super familiar, but uh, I know the name of the author, okay. Tamara Pierce. I know she is. Super popular among people who are again a little bit younger than I am. Well, they are young. Um, are they young adult novels? Uh, I, yes. Yes. They're young adult uh, fantasy novels. Um, with, from what I read, it seems like they're all. It there's 22 books in the set, and from what I gathered, they were all female protagonists. So yes. that's. That's great, especially if this is they've been licensed for television. If they stick with the source material, because apparently the books are very popular. Um, yes, especially among women. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of story there yeah. for them to, to to pull off of that they don't have to really think about it. Unlike some other books that they did popular <laughs> television shows for. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is the next Game of Thrones. I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe. I don't know. They're yeah, they're they're, you know, it's young adult fantasy novels. That same genre, right? But I don't know. Game of know. Game of Thrones wasn't young adult. I know, but it was fantasy. Right, it was. But see, like, who was it more than? more than? I can't. I'm trying to. Who is doing it? Does it say who? Where, where did they? Ted Lion, the white Lionsgate. Was it Lionsgate? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like this. All right, for the group of people that were too young to watch Game of Thrones, this could be a nice crossover for them. Uh, for the gender in which Game of Thrones. That's not even true because a lot of the, a lot of the female there was a lot of strong female characters in Game of Thrones, but the the young female audience really 
couldn't, I mean, wasn't really geared towards them because of the content. This is, this maybe is a nice fix for that. Um, it's got a couple of good people attached to it by their bona fides. Um, so yeah, I, this is, they just, when, it, does it even say when they, no, I was looking at the tweet, it, November 1st, so that's when they announced that their, uh, that they, that the rights were purchased. It's too early for a release date, cast, production schedule, or network. Yeah, <laughs> so, someone signed a piece of paper and, get, and cut a check. Step one. Yep. Taken care of. So, that's good. Hopefully we'll get some good content out of that for, for the younger more impressionable audience out there um deadline.com see now this ruins this is a spoiler for me because i didn't know emily bett richards left the series yet so um apparently she's coming back to arrow isn't it rickards it is what did i say i said richards richards okay so emily bett rickards is returning for the series finale that's felicity right Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't realize she was not on the last season of Arrow. I believe we talked about that on this very show. Did we? I but didn't she show up in the last cro- Oh wait. No, she did. She was in the last crossover. We didn't see it. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I, I'm sure she's also guested, but that doesn't yeah. mean she's still a series she's regular. not a regular. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, she got tired of Ollie's bullshit, basically. <laughs> and it totally makes sense. Um, so, yeah, she's coming back for the series finale, and everybody's happy about it. I I can't see. Yeah, so. there's a lot of, like... Everybody. <laughs> what, what do you mean? mean? Not everybody. Oh, God, there's a huge contingent of Arrow fans who absolutely despise that character. Why? With, like, and they can shut up. Loudly. They just think she's the worst. I don't know why. She's not Iris West. That, oh, my so. God, that's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> she ain't Iris, so she ain't the worst. No, man, like, look at any sort of uh, comment section or message board or whatever that has anything to do with Arrow and Felicity and just, like watch the sheer unadulterated hatred of that character flow through you. Yeah, well, um I am I am I, I this is I think I'm not aware me. of this <laughs> because my ears are tuned to not receive the frequency of butthurt fanboys. Yeah, I mean really what it <laughs> well, all comes God bless down you to for having like, that. <laughs> either Ollie doesn't need a uh, Ollie doesn't need a love interest. He just needs to be dark and gruesome and gritty all the time and kill or people. he's or she's not Black Canary from the comic books, so uh, I don't want right. the two of them together. Uh, I could all right. All I know is the season that I'm watching currently, everybody has a kid. Everybody. Yeah, and that's what the whole season is about. <laughs> everybody is defending their children, worried about their children, 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 children. Oliver's kid has a kid. You know, it's that kid has a very kid. Very uncomfortable. There's, you know, Diggle has a kid. The Arrow Cave has a kid. It's a tiny Cisco's little. Cisco's got kids. A tiny little cave. Tor.com brings us this as well. Now, I feel like I missed something. Because it says a new teaser for The Mandalorian shows off Ming-Na Wen's character. And then yeah. I scrolled down, and I watched that trailer, and I did not see her. 
Okay, well, that trailer that they embedded in this is not the teaser that they're talking of about. Okay. Uh, Vanity Fair pre- premiered a teaser trailer. Okay. Did you watch it? No. Damn because it. I didn't get this. The teaser is exclusive to Vanity Fair is the line I read. And I was like, oh, I guess that only Vanity Fair gets to see it then. I didn't watch it because uh, I... You don't need to. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I followed the embedded show. link to to Vanity Fair's site and I am not seeing this teaser in here either. Well, if so first look at Ming. Uh, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a video teaser. I think it's just a short bit that they wrote oh, so, up about okay. this character. Well, it's um, pretty bad. Most badass. of which is summarized in the tour.com article. So, we're not missing anything. Okay. So, her character, we get some information about her character. I like it. If you're not already on board for this, there's nothing that's going to bring you on. Like, yeah, what's going to convince you at this point, right? The, and I, I re-watched that trailer. I was like, this looks so good. I, I'm so... I'm not even a Star Wars guy. And this... I'm going to watch this. Yeah, I'm in. Because <laughs> they're talking about new footage in this teaser, and I just am not seeing it. I'm getting mad. I'm sorry. If we find it, we'll we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> but yeah, character looks cool. Uh, they're comparing her like an analog to Han Solo. I'm in. But She's a, a, uh, um, the series' first Asian American villain. Yes, please. <laughs> she has awesome hair. I'm about it. <laughs> like what? Like kind of like Chris said. Like I don't even need to like. If we ever find this teaser, I don't even need to see it because I'm in. I want to see her kicking ass. I always want to see her kicking ass. That's what she does. All right. Which reminds me we should watch that last season of S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point. I think there's two of them. All right. uh, Marvel.com. Surprise. Falcon and Winter Soldier are in production. Yeah. Not so much with the surprise, but yay. Yay. Cute little yeah, photo. Yeah, I thought people got... I wasn't even going to put this in the feed because I was like, whatever, this isn't news. It's just like a picture of their director's chairs. But then I kept seeing it at a bunch of places and I was like, all right, people give a shit about this. So, yeah. there so, you go. There you go. That's it. It's exciting. They started. Um, what? Call me when they have a show yeah. and for me to watch. Um, what, I'm more ex- like, what I'm more excited about, Digital Spy lets us know... That yes, Umbrella Academy season two release date teased. It's coming. We're getting it. We're getting a season two. <laughs> I, I'm yes. Um, coming soon. Yeah. Does, According to an Instagram post from like last week. So there was worries that maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they whatever. Um, but. Someone has gone on record saying that four or five seasons of material is available. I think it was uh, way, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I enjoyed the hell out of season one. I liked the comic as well. So it's the showrunner that said that. Was it Steve Blackman? Yeah. 
and previously hinted could continue on for four or five seasons. Yeah. So normally, uh, I get, I find, a, I'm the one who finds a lot of our news, mm-hmm. and normally it's either stuff that has come into my feed because it's about stuff I'm interested in, or I have certain sources that I go to. Right. But the other day we were in the car for a long time, and eventually I was like, "Hey, you know what is good music to listen to is the Umbrella Academy soundtrack." So we'll listen to that, and I was like, "Hey." I really like this show. Are they ever going to do season two? And I went over and happened to find some news. I'm like, oh, this came out last week. Look at me. Bing. Being nice all grab. relevant and whatnot. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's coming. As soon as we get more information, we will let you know. Because we want to know. But if you are as eager for it as I am. Because as we're listening to it and I'm like, oh, this is the song that played when this happened. And Chris is like, you remember the show way better than I do. And I was like, you know what? It was a good show. It's a good show. I agree with that. Good show. Not that he disagreed with me at all, because he didn't. No, I liked the show, just clearly not as much. It it made an impact on yours truly. All right. And finally, uh, this next bit of news is a link to a YouTube trailer for the Dragon Prince Season 3. Yes, please. (laughs) Yeah, yes, please, indeed. Yes. I really like this show, and this trailer looked super cool. It looks like shit got dark, man. It really did. There was some, like, wacky stuff that went on towards the end of that show, like... Did you finish season two? Yeah, I did. Okay. Callum's love interest was all, like, like, doing a bunch of evil shit for kind of good reasons, like... All the villains' motivations were, like, interesting. And, I don't know, there's a lot going on in that world, and I'm excited about it. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Dragon Prince Season 3. A lot of good content. I consider this another personal victory because I showed it to Chris and he had not seen it yet. And that never, ever, (laughs) ever happens. Good job, Karen. Win. Amy. All right, that's it. That's all we got for news. Chris, it's your turn yeah. to, to give us the spiel. Oh, I wasn't even prepared. For some reason, I thought we had like 13 more news stories. New. No. we usually do. Yeah. Because we usually do. Well, let's see what I can pull from memory, because I don't know where this thing is. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at mail at com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Twitter. You can... Like us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and you can find us all individually on various places on the interwebs. I am at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, uh, that's on Twitter, I'm not on Instagram, and I don't know how you find people on Facebook anymore, I'm old. Uh, Karen, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, nobody's looking for anybody on Facebook anymore because Facebook is for old people. You saw that? Did <laughs> you see that video? people. <laughs> No, I didn't. Okay, we'll talk about it after that. this. Go. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, shoot underscore the underscore moon or STM stitches. And Evan, what about you? Geekade underscore Evan. For more information about anything we uh, talked about on the show tonight, check out our show notes. And while you're at it, be sure to su- like and subscribe to all of our other fantastic podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again... We love you. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. So before I give my pick, I fell upon this. I was watching clips for like John Oliver. And when you watch it on YouTube, like 
that list of what's coming up next, there was one mm-hmm. about this millennial going to a job interview and the interviewer was an older gentleman and he's like, Oh, you have a really good resume here. It says you're, you're, you're tech savvy or something like what, what forms of, of, are, are you familiar with like, I don't know, outlook or, you know, whatever. And he PowerPoint and Excel. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, well, what, what forms of tech? She's like, oh, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And then she rattled off a bunch of things. And he just like smiles and goes, huh, kind of surprised you didn't say Facebook. She goes, ha, 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 no, silly. Facebook's for old people. And I went, oh, this is. It is, though. It's, the kids are not joining the Facebook. That's not right. We That means we've lived through two versions of social of media social interaction. Networking. Maybe three. Yep. Because there was something before MySpace. Anywho, it's my turn this week. Um, I have been wanting to watch this show. I have yet to watch it. But we are going to watch Watchmen Season 1, Episode 1. And I have to actually pull out my list because the longest show title ever. Watchmen Season 1, Episode 1. It's summer and we're running out of ice. So there's your homework. Watchmen. Season one, episode one. Okie dokie. Okay. All right. That's it. I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to us yammer on about television. Thank you from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. May the force be with you. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.